Hello and welcome to this edition of Words from the Word of God as we continue to journey to the cross and continue to consider the cross of Christ. We again enter into creation in Genesis chapter 1 and we will, as the Lord leads, uh, we'll just go as he leads as far as we go here in the beginning uh, in creation. Of course, we must go through creation uh, as we journey our way to the cross, because in creation, uh, it, right, at, right as everything was created, that's where everything went eternally bad. All of God's creation was perfect, including mankind. Uh, you know, I firmly believe, according to the word of God, it says God breathed uh, breath into Adam's nostrils and he became a living soul. That speaks of him being spiritually alive and in perfect communion and perfect peace with God until he he chose to disobey and rebel against God's commandment. And then sin and the darkness of sin and death entered into the whole human race. But we must first see creation. Uh, I tell you, folks, how wonderful this is. And, and I really want to bear down and look at this closely. You know, we can't just really hydroplane or speedily read our way through Scripture and ever expect to get anything out of the Word of God. If we read the Word of God like any other book, we will never uh, get anything from it. There's no way because it's, it's, it's the, we must allow the Spirit of God to speak it into us and it become a part of us. And Senator Friend, this goes for you too as well. You know, Jesus in his temptation of, of the devil or Satan in the wilderness and as recorded in Matthew chapter 4. I, I really want to look at this this morning. Uh, you know, he was led up by of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And this was after his baptism and the Spirit had descended upon him as a dove. And John the Baptist witnessed that. He says, and then when he was fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hunger. And verse 3 says, and when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. And this is key right here because Jesus is answer here. Now, Jesus, uh, of course, God in the flesh and God incarnate, uh, the son of God with all power and, and deity. Uh, you know, he only gave up his majesty with the father and he came here and took upon himself the form of a servant and, and became as a man that he might destroy sin in the flesh, in his flesh. Uh, but he says, and he could have turned the whole wilderness. And I often say this, he could have turned the whole wilderness into a bakery if he wanted to, not just the stones into bread. But he refuted Satan by by not only knowing the word of God, but obeying the word of God. But he said right here in verse four, and this is key to me is what we're talking about this morning about not just flying our way through scripture. He says, but Jesus, and he says, but he, speaking of Jesus, answered the devil and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Not some words, not certain words, not certain parts of Scripture, not certain verses that we want to fit how we believe, but every 
word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. What we have in front of us is in this beautiful Bible that we have, the Holy Bible is God's word to mankind. God's revelation of himself in written form to mankind. And we cannot fly our way through it and expect to get anything out of it. We must allow the Spirit of God to move in our hearts. And sinner friend, if you're rejecting Christ today and you're lost and undone without him, you've never received him as your Lord and Savior, I want you to pray right now. God will hear you. And I ask that you would pray to the Lord and say, ask him that his Spirit would move in you today and bring you under conviction that you would know him personally and would have a personal relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ, whom he sent to die on Calvary's cross in your place and shed his blood for your sins, that you might be purchased off that slave market of sin. But as we go through, I want you to see this today because it's so wonderful. You know, God in his creation, Elohim in his creation, the one true God has given us everything that we have to sustain us here on this earth. And, and, and it's so wonderful. Now, yesterday, and I, I hate to drag this out, but I want to ask you this. Did you did you do what I asked you to do yesterday? If you didn't hear the broadcast yesterday, I asked the, everyone to pause the broadcast and go outside and take in the nature, everything that's around us that's been created as God spoke it into existence, the air that we breathe, the sights that we see, the sounds that we hear, the, the beautiful blooms of spring as spring springs in and light, and everything has new life and we see the blooms on the trees and the birds chirping and you know, just so much, so many things come to life, it seems, in spring, and we take that into our senses, and I want you to do that, and then I want you to come back in, and I want you to grab your Bible and sit down and let's read this together. Now, if you don't have time to do this right now, I would invite you and encourage you to come back at another time, but let's just look at this together and just read through and let the Lord speak to our heart by His Spirit. Chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth that word created in the hebrew is bara that means speaking or forming something creating something from nothing he created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and the darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters and god said let there be light and there was light and God saw that the light, that it was good, and divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and he called the darkness, the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the water. That speaks of the arc of the sky, vapor, uh, dividing the waters from the waters, dividing, putting the heaven above the waters, an open expanse. Uh, and then God made the firmament, verse 7, and God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were uh, above the firmament, and it was so. Verse 8, and God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were 
the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and get and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit of after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And listen to this last part of verse 11. And it was so. Have you noticed that pattern? And God said, and it was so. He spoke it, and it was. Verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed is in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth listen closely and it was so and god made two great lights the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also, and set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature, that hath life and fowl that they may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven and god created great wells and every living creature that moveth which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind and god saw that it was good and god blessed them saying be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the fowl multiply in the earth and the evening and the morning were the fifth day we have made it to the fifth day of creation now i want to pose some questions to you this morning you know i want to read from as i before i ask these questions i want to read from psalm chapter 8 the psalm of david you know the psalmist david a, a great man a man of uh, that had a heart after God's own heart. Uh, he was a, the second, and I say this, anointed king. God, the second uh, anointed king of God, of Israel, God's chosen people. But a man that had greatly been touched and had the hand of God working in his life from a young boy, a young shepherd boy. He was brought from obscurity to the second ruler of Israel and one of the greatest kings that ever lived in Israel. Uh, but he says right here in verse 1 of chapter 8, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I, listen, when I consider thy heaven, 
the work of thy fingers, the moon, and the stars which thou hast ordained. That means put in place in the Hebrew, put in place, that thou hast put in place. Listen to this question in, in chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 4 of Psalm. What is man that thou art mindful of him? I ask you this morning, now if you went out and you uh, took in everything that your senses could take in about our, our nature, the nature that's around us, what surrounds us, the air that we breathe, the sunlight that we feel that, that puts warmth upon our face, the newness of spring, all the beauty there. And you look up, as I would go outside right now, it's dark, so I would see the, the heavens of the stars, the countless numbers of stars. And, and I ask you this, when you look up at night, do you see a moon? When you look up during the daytime, do you see a sun? Or when you look up at night, do you see the countless numbers of stars? When you uh, walk across your yard, do you have grass? Do you eat fruit that has seed in itself that you can plant, replant, and grow more fruit trees? Do you have food to eat? Do you have clothes upon your back? Do you breathe air? Do you drink water? Do you see out of your eyes all of what is around us that nature has to offer? If your answer to those questions is the affirmative yes, then why in the world could you ever doubt the God of creation? Elohim, the one true God, has revealed his power, his wisdom, and his majesty by creating everything by merely speaking the word. This is who our God is. He is almighty. He is all powerful. And he is certainly sovereign and has rule over all of his creation. And we will get into it. And I said yesterday, you know, the, the word of God, and it is, I'll say it right here, matter is not eternal. And when I say matter, I'm talking about what scientists consider matter. It's not eternal. It was not eternal. It began when God spoke everything into existence. Scripture does not, and I say this carefully, reveal why God chose to start his creative work. I say that carefully because we're going to look at some reasons why creation occurred. But, uh, you know, God chose to start his creative work out of a chaotic mass that was dark, formless, and empty. And the Holy Spirit brooding over the waters would bring order out of that chaos. Remember I said created. In the beginning, God created. That word in the Hebrew is bara. That means speaking or forming or creating something or bringing something into being from nothing. There was nothing but darkness. There was nothing but chaos. But the Holy Spirit brood, he, he was brooding over the waters, and he brought out of that chaos beauty and fullness out of emptiness. Our God did this. He spoke it into existence. It's said right there over and over again, and God said, and it was so. And not only that, but it said, and God saw it, and it was good. Everything of his creation was perfect perfect 
no sin, no fall. And we will get into this as we continue on in this study. But I want you to see something. God, out of the chaos of emptiness and darkness, brought beauty and fullness in everything that we see with our eyes today. Everything of the beauty of nature that we have in its fallen state. This is not God's perfect creation before, because God's creation before sin entered by Adam and Eve and death and darkness by sin and all of creation was cursed for Adam's, uh, because of Adam's sin. Uh, we see the fallen part of God's creation. Can you imagine how beautiful the Garden of Eden was, how perfect it was when God created and spoke it into existence. And we wonder, <laughs> we wonder and we doubt God, you know, when we have trials and tribulations come into our life and we, we, we tend to, to get scared and anxious and we tend to not have the faith in God that we need to have because our God created everything and he spoke it into existence and he's powerful. And he's he's sovereign, and he's in control, and he is still on his throne. But the Holy Spirit moved in the darkness, and he brought fullness and beauty out of emptiness. And my friends, God can still do this today with every life of every unbeliever and every sinner. And this includes you, sinner friend. He can do this with your heart if you are willing to yield yourself to him and accept his son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, and repent of your sins, and be born again into the family of God, experience the new birth, become a new creature creature in Christ. You become a new creation. I love that, because when you are born into born again of the Spirit, Jesus said, Verily, uh, verily, I say unto you, that unless a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. He's speaking of the spiritual birth, that transformation that takes place inside of you when the spirit comes in to indwell you at the time, very time you ask Christ to be your savior and you repent of your sins. You accept his finished redemptive work on the cross and you ask him to come in and be your savior. You confess him as the risen son of God and you ask him to be Lord of your life. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that moved upon the darkness of the waters and and God spoke everything into existence, that same eternal power comes inside and dwells inside of you and brings you from death to life, from darkness to light, from damnation to salvation, and from a sinner to a son or daughter of the Most High God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to the next time that we can share a word from the Word of God. God bless.